0: Hallelujah. God is interested in your life. He is extremely interested in your life. It says in the Bible, why do you worry about things? The birds, they have their food. They don't know where it comes from, where it goes, but the birds have it. And then it continues on, and he says, even the hairs on your head are numbered, and with 7 billion plus, 8 billion, whatever the number is, people, God knows every single minute detail, he knows how many hairs you got in your head, even if you shave them off, he knows what color they are too, by the way, us, us guys don't have that problem, but, but um, easy now. Have you ever asked the question, why? We got two grandchildren, two grandsons, and they both started at about the same time saying, Why? It's time to go. Why? Well, because we have to leave. Why? Well, we can't get to where we're going if we don't leave. Why? Well, you need to get your shoes on too. Why? Why? Has anybody ever experienced that? Why? Do you, they, they've done a study, a professor in Harvard did a study and his estimation is that a child between the ages, or the grade, uh, age two to age five, so a three year span, they, he figured a child would ask a question, not necessarily why, but they would ask a question 40,000 times. Can you imagine that? And you think, well, how many is that? Well, that's three years. I did the math. That's roughly a uh, 1,000 days. Uh, that means it's roughly 40 questions a day, and sometimes it's like 40 questions a minute. But what I have found with a child is when you answer the question, why, and it keeps going, at some point you answer the Why? Do you know what happens to that child? They stop. Because now they know why. Why is the sky blue? And you can try to answer it scientifically. It won't go very far. You know, the, the, the rays of light hit, hit the hit molecules in the air, and there's a prism effect, and you get the spectrum of light and all the different colors, the Roy G. Biv, and, and all this stuff, and and, and they, they have different atmospheric pressures, and, and the child just goes, why? But you answer the question, and you get down to the heart of it, and all of a sudden, you answer the question, why, correctly, and they're happy, and they're satisfied. I don't know, I've I've noticed that, and... I didn't notice it with my kids, but I noticed it with my grandkids. My kids, when they asked why, it was like because dad said so. You know. Why? Because dad's the boss, not mom. Why? You know. It, but with my grandchildren, I've I've I have i i do not know if God's given me more patience or if I've just got wiser, but I've actually answered the question why a few times and I've answered it correctly so that they've stopped asking. And it's like, wow. So, I want to take a little bit of time this fall to look at why. Why do you do what you do? Why do you do what you do? Why do you come to church on Sunday mornings? Awesome. Awesome. I like it too, Ted. (laughs) This morning, for instance, the power of God was here now the power of God the presence of God is in us that we accept Christ he dwells within us but there's something that happens when we worship together as a body and as a group and corporately and it says "Where two or three are gathered in my name there I am in the midst and there's something dynamic that happens there's something powerful that happens When God comes in and occupies that space, and this morning, that was happening. The presence of God was here. It happens on a regular basis. I would say to you, it happens Sunday after Sunday, every single Sunday. Why? Because we love His presence. Because we have fostered an atmosphere, an environment, and a desire to see God move in a great way. This is not something that just happened naturally. This was something that Pastor Nelson laid the foundation of years ago. He would say things like, this is not just a song service, but this is a worship service. He would talk about how worship wasn't just the songs we sung, but our heart coming to the Father. He would talk about how when we come into His presence, that we come with an expectation. And He taught and He laid foundations of why worship is important. And we have found that God can do more in one millisecond than doctors can do in a lifetime. I'm reminded of the story in the Bible of the the woman with the issue of blood. And if you read the story, it says she had spent all her money on doctors and hadn't come up with a solution. Now, I'm not knocking doctors. I appreciate doctors. I thank God for their wisdom because they have studied the human body and they understand things. But there are some things that only God can do. And this woman wasn't healed. And she came and she said, if only I could touch the hem of his garment. She didn't even ask to see him. She didn't ask for an appointment. She, didn't, she just said, if I could just somehow get through all of the mirage of people and just touch his garment, I know that I'm going to be touched. Why? Because he has something powerful that I need. And so she came and she fought her way through and she was considered unclean in those circles and in that environment, in that atmosphere. But she said, I don't care what people think of me or say of me or how they label me. If I can touch him. And this morning as we were worshiping, The presence of God was here, and the invitation was, come, bow before me, honor me, and I believe God was here touching lives this morning. Why? Because we have fostered and welcomed and and created an atmosphere where we say, God, we want you to move. We don't have one song, two songs, four songs, five songs. Sometimes we have one. I've been in a service where we've had one song, and God moved. I've had another service where we've had four or five songs, God moves. We don't have a worship service from 1030 to 1101, although I might write that on paper, but our worship service can be plus or minus. Why? Because we want the power of God to move. And sometimes, he likes to mess with our schedules. So this morning, we are going to start a series called Why. Why do we do things that we do at Solid Rock? My goal in this is for each one of you, and you're going to hear this for a number of weeks in a row, you stand up and you can recite it. But my goal is for every single one of you to walk out these doors, and on Wednesday morning, if you get a text message and somebody says what's Solid Rock all about, you can answer that question just like that. That's my goal. Real simple. I want you to be able to share with somebody else what is solid rock all about because i'll be honest with you we're different than many other churches i had one guy come to me once and he says what are we like i know we're not lutheran and anglican and he, and he wasn't being silly but he didn't have a frame of reference and he didn't have a lot ch- lot of church background So he says, I I know we're not, like, the mainline denominations, but he says, what are we? And I said, well... Technically, we're non-denominational, independent, you know, and it, it's quite a, a, a charismatic. we got a, a Pentecostal influence. We have an influence of, of uh, the Missionary Alliance. We have influence from Bible. T- I says, but quite frankly, we just love God and we worship him in a way that, that's unconventional. And he says, well, that's kind of what I told the guys at work. We aren't denominational. We are members of an organization, of a fellowship of churches. But even in that fellowship, there is a wide spectrum of practice or experience. And I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just how we function. So, if you've got your pencils ready, I'm going to give this to you about four or five times today. Our why. Why we do what we do. And by the way, this is not the end of the sermon. Because you need more. Our why is to see on earth as it is in heaven. My passion is to see what heaven sees brought to earth and people's lives transformed. That's my passion. I'm a real sappy guy. I can't watch America's Got Talent because I'll break down. And I'm a man. And I don't want my girls to see me crying. But I watched a YouTube clip of it because I hit that clickbait thing that happens. And this guy who couldn't speak and had some other medical things, he couldn't communicate like we are right now, he got behind the piano and he played a note and he started to sing. (laughs) And it wrecked me. And as I watched that, I thought, that's what God can do to somebody else. I can't watch extreme home makeover. Because I'll cry. I'm trying to share with you a little bit of of what moves me. And I think each one of you have different motivations inside of you. Some of you, it doesn't move you in that way, but some of you watch this, another thing, and you go, oh, that just... Some of you might watch other... Um, shows of, of, of people touching lives. To me, I love the triumph of the human spirit. And I look at that and I go, if that's the triumph of the human spirit, can you imagine what it is when God gets involved? I sat down with some people recently and they were just sharing their life. And as they were sharing, they were just sharing at how they grew up Nobody loved them. They grew up from one house to another. They grew up in a foster system, and nobody cared for them. Nobody loved them, and all they were craving was, was just acceptance. And these people that I was talking to were in the neighborhood of 25 to 35 years old. They weren't like teenagers or kids. And as I was talking with them, they started to share and, and they opened up, and they were vulnerable, and they shared how their craving and their desire was just to be touched, just to be loved, just to be accepted. And how that drove them to certain behaviors, certain habits, certain aspects, certain character, certain attitudes. And then they got to this place where they couldn't handle it anymore, and somebody came, and somebody just loved them with no strings attached, To the point where that individual and those people that we were talking with, if they made a mistake, that person that cared for them and loved them still loved them. That person that reached their hand out to them was still there. Reaching their hand out to them. And these people, they were doing crazy stuff. I've talked to people. They've had words spoken over them as kids time and time again. You're never going to measure up. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. And when those words come time and time and time and time again, what happens is you start to believe them. And literally... You start to behave like that. Well, they told me I'd never amount up to anything, so why bother? They've said that I'd never be, a, be able to graduate, so why should I even try? And what happens is all those words have built inside those people or those individuals walls. Places where nobody else can get to. And my passion, my passion is to see God come, heaven come on earth and obliterate in a moment those walls. My desire, my passion is to see somebody's life that was bent and dictated and they've lived and it's not that they've... and I'm not talking about being a creature of their environment and those things. I'm just talking about they've lived their life. They've made choices, yes, but people have also spoken things into them and limited them and hurt them. And these are just words. I'm not even, talk- I'm not even going into the physical aspect. These are just words that were spoken. Nobody believed in them. And all of a sudden they come across somebody who speaks to them and says, I think you can do it. In fact, not only do I think you can do it, I know you can do it. And it wrecks their world. It wrecks their world. Nobody before has ever believed in me. And here's a complete stranger. I met them five minutes ago, and all they did was they just spoke a word, spoke life into me, but I didn't know what it was, but it messed me up because nobody's ever believed in me. That is heaven on earth. Jesus, if you want to see the best example of heaven on earth, you see God. You cannot experience heaven on earth without experience God. And what's amazing is people say, well, what's, what, you know, I just had this amazing holiday. It was like I was in... Man, I just got a little slice of... And all it was was a piece of BC. But we are supernatural BC. (laughs) But people equate good things with heaven. If you ask somebody how their week was, not anybody in this room, but people who don't know Christ if you ask them how their week was, they won't use the word heaven to describe it, usually. People know the difference between heaven and hell. They know the difference. They may not know the person or the reason why there's a heaven, but when you talk to them, they're either experiencing a heaven Or if I can be as bold to say they're experiencing hell on earth. And I'm not trying to be frivolous. But I've been around some people that are tormented. They lay their head on the pillow and all of a sudden voices start to play around. I've had conversations with people that would go to sleep and they'd get woken up being choked. And there was no physical person there. We had conversations with them. And I just said, you know what I would do? If I was in that situation? And I've never been in that situation, thank God. But I said, if that ever happens again, one word. Jesus. Do you know what? It happened again. That person couldn't even speak loud. But as much as was within them they cried out to Jesus and when i say cried out i don't even know if they uttered the words so much as in their head they just said jesus done that is heaven on earth we've got enough earth on earth we don't need any more earth on earth What we need is heaven on earth. And as I stand here right now and I look out, every single one of you is an agent signed up, 007 or 006, 005, I don't care what 00 number you are, but you are an agent of God to show somebody else heaven on earth and quite frankly everything we do at solid rock is around that phrase heaven on earth i want to see heaven on earth that's why we do life groups i would encourage you sign up to life group get connected if you can't make it every other Tuesday, make it what you can. Because what happens is heaven on earth happens through life group and through the relationships that are established. Come to ladies' Bible study. Come to man to man. If you're a man, come to man to man. If you're a lady, go to ladies' Bible study. I, I hope I explained that. Get involved. My prayer, my desire is for everybody sitting in a seat here to be involved in Solid Rock, bringing heaven on earth to children, to young people, to parents, to grandparents, to great-grandparents. Generation to generation, there is no stop in the kingdom of God. We had 25 children over here. You know what we're teaching them? We're teaching them how to live heaven on earth. This week... We have the honor and the privilege of, of having our grandchildren with us for a day a week as we watch them and just take care of them. <laughs> Josh and Elise, you guys do amazing. Josh goes to work, and Elise, you handle two children. They come to our house, we have three of us, and we get exhausted. I mean, it's, it's amazing the grace that a parent has. And, and our, our, one of our grandsons came out, and he, he lifted up his shirt and he was touching his tummy. And he was trying, and, and, and we weren't 100% sure what it was, but he had thrown up a little bit earlier. He had coughed on his food, and, and, and he sat down with, with Winona. Winona started to pray for him, and little Addie comes in, who's three years old, turning four. And she says, can I pray for him? Four years old, not even four years old. And Winona says, Sure. She says, Comes, and I love this. This, they know how to pray. Jesus, make Thaddeus better. Turns around and walks away. <laughs> like, no amen, no these, no thous, no in the name of, just Jesus, make him better. And in another year or two, I am positive she's gonna turn around and say, So how do you feel? That is heaven on earth. I went fishing a few years ago with Adrian's kids, and we had a limited number of worms. We had less worms than we had fish than we could catch. And as they caught the fish, the first word that came out of those kids' mouths was, Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That's heaven on earth. You know what heaven on earth looks like? It just looks like giving somebody a cup of cold water on a hot day. That's actually biblical. And I was reading it this last week. What's interesting, I grew up with the understanding it was in my name, in Jesus' name, giving it. But if you read it, it's actually if you give it in the name of a disciple. Jesus says, "This this is how you as a disciple show heaven on earth, by giving someone a cup of water, a cold cup of water, on a day. Now, we've got I'm excited for this fall, and I'm going to ask you to mark your calendars every Sunday to be here at 10.30. In fact, we kind of opened the doors earlier, and at 10 o'clock, we've already got stuff happening. The service, not the song service, the worship service starts at 10.30, but we're actually worshiping ahead of that. But I, I will not apologize for telling you to be here every Sunday. And if I can get into your grill a little bit, I know the things that you're battling. And for you to tell me Sunday isn't important, and yet you're struggling with this or that, as your pastor, I would say that's the day to come. Oh, well, God meets me other places. Yeah, He does. But I've also seen your Facebook feed. My kids, we did not. I grew up literally sleeping under the pew. Pastor Daniel as well. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Sunday school, Wednesday night, Crusaders. And then my parents, God bless them, every single Sunday invited somebody to their house for dinner. So we had to be nice, like, in the afternoon, too. Now, it's 11.47. People are doing math. That's like a quarter of an hour to go. I confused one person. If he's not done by 12... churches are advertising 60-minute services. (laughs) Some of our announcements take 60 minutes if we get the wrong mic to the wrong person. I never said their name! We have a world around us screaming out for the answer You and I contain the answer. The answer is in you and me. It's not me. I am not the answer, but Jesus is the answer. But for some reason, he lets me be a part of it. I can't figure that out. I believe 100% in the sovereignty of God, but I also believe 100% in the responsibility of man. And somehow, he miraculously says, David, I entrust you a vessel that makes mistakes to convey heaven on earth to somebody who has no clue, no understanding, no framework. So what's Solid Rock all about? Heaven on earth. Our life groups are going to be spending time. Talk, we're, the, heaven on earth, what happens is there's a culture or a way of life that happens around things pop culture. Hip-hop and all these other cultures and other things. But there's also a culture that happens within a church. Jesus had a culture around him. His culture was, I only do what I see the Father do. His culture was, I'm not going to do anything till I connect with my Father, I communicate with him, and what he shows me, tells me, and I see is what I'm going to do. His culture was, I've come to fulfill the law and the prophets. That's what I'm here for. His culture was, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes on him shall be saved. He had a culture. The disciples came to him. Actually, there's two instances in the Bible where we refer to the Lord's Prayer. Matthew 6, verses 9 to 13. That's the one that we often refer to, and that's found in the Sermon on the Mount and Jesus goes up to the mountain and he starts to preach and teach his disciples, and he says, Hey guys, and what he does is he explains the new way of living. And when you study the Sermon on a Mount, it's got about four or five different sections. One section is, is you've heard this, but I say. And what he does, what he does, what he does is. Is he takes the kingdom life and he says in God's kingdom it's no longer the these and the thou's and the rules. Now it's in your heart. He actually raised the standard. I find it interesting. People get all bent out of shape when we become legalistic because the rules are and yet Jesus upped the ante and he says if you think it, you've done it. Well, I thought it was if I only did it and he says no 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 if you think of that. Now I'm not talking about a thought coming in your mind because it says to take captive your thoughts. But if you sit there and you start and you're thinking on it, and thinking on it, thinking on it, you're in trouble. Stop. And what does he do? Is he takes the kingdom And he starts showing the disciples and telling the people around him, this is how the kingdom looks. Can you imagine what dramatic, radical thing would happen in our lives if we took the Sermon on the Mount just as one aspect and lived that? Do unto others as you want them to do to you? That would change the way I drive. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his rights. Seek ye first. The kingdom is a very jealous kingdom. He says, seek me first. Don't put God on the back burner. Don't put God as an optional activity. Don't put God, well, I'm tired Sunday morning, I had a busy week, I'm going to sleep in, kind of God. God. I had somebody who once came to me and said, listen, I've I've got my life in balance. By the way, my life is totally out of balance. It's 100% God. It's totally out of balance. Some people say it should be balanced. No, I'm all in. I'm radical. I'm so out of balance, it's crazy, and don't try to correct me. But this guy came to me and he says, listen, I've got my health aspect. I've got this going for me. I've got my financial thing. But what I need now is I need to address my spiritual life. Would you be there for me if I need you? And actually, I said I would. But my goal is for him to realize it's not something you just stick in your back pocket and pull out. But heaven on earth is something every single day. There is nothing more exhilarating, exciting, and fun than new life. Not just for toddlers, but even for believers. I've had people come to our house. We were doing a a, a Foundations of Belief. They came to our house, they asked us a couple of questions, and, and we said, Well, what does the Bible say? And we showed them from the Bible, and the person looks at us and goes, Okay, so the next time that person comes and talks to me about this, I'm just going to say, But God says, and, and, and it was like, Well, slow down. But for them, it was so radical. Heaven on earth. What gets you excited? Turns your crank? What wakes you up in the morning? Now I'm sure if we were to talk to every single one of us there would be probably 40, 50, 60 different answers. Can I throw a monkey wrench or a, a thought into what gets you motivated? Start reading the Bible. And start seeing the kingdom of God touching people's lives. Because there's nothing more radical, more exciting, more fun than seeing somebody touched by God. I've seen people get healed. A number of years ago, Pastor Nelson, I remember this still, he said, we're going to have a healing service. So we had a healing service one Sunday night. You know what? I showed up. Why? Not because I was part of the pastor, but because I want heaven on earth. So I showed up. We participated. Pastor Nelson prayed for somebody, and it was, I, I thought it was hilarious because this just spoke to me volumes. The person said all of a sudden, oh, wow, I actually feel better. And they were surprised that God healed them but we were having a healing service. But I've seen it where people come in and all of a sudden God touches them and they don't even have vocabulary to put into place what happens to them. I've heard people use language that I would never use, but that's the only language they know because something crazy just happened to them. Something wild just happened to them. And I used to feel dejected. I used to feel depressed. And you came, and all of a sudden you touched me and you said something. I don't even remember what you said, but all of a sudden it changed. And man, I feel better. That's heaven on earth. That's what Solid Rock's all about. I will not stop. We will not stop going after the miraculous. We will not stop pursuing our King. We will not stop speaking words of faith and words of life. Because the last time I checked, there's nothing greater than what his word says. I have no idea where I am in my notes. Can you close your eyes for a moment? Cue the music. Close your eyes for a moment, and I'd like to paint a picture for you that catches my mind. I've yet to see it, but I'm not going to stop going for it. But walking down the road, and maybe it's because I'm introverted. Yes, I am an introvert, and I'm okay with that. But I'm walking down the road, and there's people in wheelchairs. There's people bound up physically because of words spoken over them. Hurt sad, can't even imagine what a good day is because all they do is they wake up in dirt and grime, they never even get a chance to shower and shave, and they go to bed in that condition, and I'm full of the Holy Ghost, and I walk by them. And I look at them eye to eye and say, you know what, I can't fix all that, but the one who lives inside of me, he can help you. And I reach, and as I'm reaching, you're reaching. And you grab their hand, and all of a sudden it's like a bolt of lightning, and a surge, for lack of a better word, goes through them. You don't even necessarily feel it. And all of a sudden they say, Those chains, they're gone. That anger, I don't even feel it. All those limits, I finally can see ahead of me with clarity that today's going to be a good day. That's my passion. That's the passion of Pastor Nelson. Pastor Louise, Pastor Sean and Pastor Arianna to see lives transformed, pulled out of their condition and given hope. Pastor Daniel, Pastor Brenda. To see children's faces light up because you bought them a backpack of supplies. $15, $10 dollars. A Tim Hortons coffee. Nobody's ever done anything nice to me. And for some reason, you gave me a $5 gift card. Nobody sends me even a message on the phone. And I get this text message that says, You can do it. Love you you know what, I took that message with me all day and I just kept reading it because nobody's ever spoken that to me before. That's heaven on earth. That's what you're all about. I want to close by giving you an opportunity to experience heaven on earth for yourself. We had it in worship. But it's, the, the, God is so amazing. It's like when you start talking about him, it's like he comes zoom. And he's there. And it's like he loves to hear people talking about him. And he doesn't ignore these conversations. So as I'm talking right now, I'm inviting him here here with my words. And there are some of you here right now that you have an aching inside of you that God only God can touch. A disappointment. Maybe words have been spoken over you. Maybe you've lived underneath somebody's lid that you don't even realize and maybe they didn't even realize they put on you. Maybe you're living with unfulfilled desires and every time you think you get your head up, it gets banged down. It doesn't matter to me what you're feeling like. What I'm here to tell you is the Holy Spirit. God is here right now and He wants to come and He wants to break that And he wants you to feel, feel, literally just feel better. Because you've taken your emotions and you said, I can't live by my emotions and therefore I'm going to cap them. I'm here to take that cap off and I'm here just to tell you it's okay to feel good. Because that's heaven on earth. So what I'd like to do right now is if anybody if anybody and this is a place where I'm asking you to be vulnerable but if anybody here would like to stand up and just say, you know what a little bit of heaven on earth I want you to stand up right now and I'm just going to ask God to come and to touch you. We're just going to have the music play. If you've got things going on, (laughs) heaven on earth, I'm going to read a scripture over everybody as my prayer for you. Why do we do this at Solid Rock? Because I want to see heaven touch you. Anger, disappointments, relationships, frustrations, misunderstandings, finances, health, pain. It doesn't matter. The Holy Spirit does a whole lot better job than me, and He can touch you. So I just want to read a verse over you in closing. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He's anointed me, David, to preach the gospel, the good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim relief to the captives. I'm releasing those things in you right now. Those things are being broken right now. I'm speaking release over anxiety. I'm speaking release over worry. Because the Spirit of the Lord's upon me and He's anointed me to proclaim this that His goodness and heaven on earth is not what that is looked like in heaven. And in heaven, He's got that taken care of. So on earth, He's got that taken care of. Cast all your cares on Him. Throw them on Him. He sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. If you can't see it, you will see it. Because God is going to release your eyes, and you're going to see what you could not see before. You're going to get a glimpse of what heaven looks like in your family, in your children, in your grandchildren, in your relationships. You're going to see what heaven looks like in your business because he's going to open your eyes, and you're going to see things you could not see before. And what was blind to you is now being released because heaven is coming on earth in your life. I'm here to tell you that I've been anointed to say that you are set free from oppression. No longer does depression hold you under its spell and under its control and under its wicked hand and its web. But you are free right now. Heaven comes to earth and heaven says, that's not up here. And our prayer is, God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom, your rule and your reign to happen on earth. Your will, your thoughts, your desires, your direction on earth as it is in heaven. And anxiety, depression, and oppression have no place. So I tell them right now to leave in the name of Jesus. And you are set free from oppression. You are set free. And I'm going to close by saying this. This is the year of favor. He takes all those things away. (laughs) And he's so good that he doesn't just say, I'm taking them away. But he wants you to walk in favor. (laughs) Quit trying to figure out if you deserve it. and be bold enough to say i'm going to enjoy it father may your word come and just settle just settle like the mist just raise your hands cuz i believe it's it's happening right now the mist of the holy spirit is just settling hallelujah, this week, this week, I'm going I'm, I'm to do something silly, I'm going to be posting every day on earth as it is in heaven, and my prayer is you're going to see it, and you're going to remember it, and you're going to experience this week things that you didn't experience last week, because you've got the mind that says, I want to see on earth what's in heaven. God bless you. Hug somebody. Don't just shake their hand. Hug somebody and let them know that they are blessed and they're loved.